power of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. Clap your hands, give God praise. I didn't hear one clap. I just said clap your hands, give God praise. Turn to somebody, welcome the person sitting by you and smile to the person. Let them feel your presence. Let's appreciate and welcome our mother into the house. Oh, clap your hands and give God praise. Mommy, we are delighted to have you. Thank you very much for being here. Amen. On the behalf of the senior pastorate of the church, I'd like to welcome all of you to this assembly, the fire assembly. I believe your life will be blessed. Can I hear an amen? amen? Your life will never remain the same. Whatever brought you pain, whatever brought you uh, 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 distress, I pray that this morning the Lord will lift it and throw it out of your life and your life will be a praise in Jesus' name. Amen. We are glad this morning to be receiving one of the friends of our parents onto the platform to be ministering to us in this fire assembly. Clap your hands, give God praise. He is first of all a minister of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the head pastor of the Overflow Worship Center, a dynamic modern church that is based on the principles of God. By profession, he is a medical doctor, as our daddy introduced him the last time at KIM a specialist in the area of hematology and a part-time lecturer in the three in three medical schools overseeing the training of undergraduates and postgraduate medical doctors are you clapping he is the president of the worldwide revival foundation a convener of fire rally movement of change daughter of destiny summit and several other revival movements across several locations. He's also a regular guest speaker at many conferences, revivals, and crusades across the several denominations. Indeed, he's happily married to Dr. Mrs. Mary Ann Kwakupon and blessed with two biological children and several spiritual children. Can you stand to your feet and help me receive to the podium Dr. Leslie Kokupon to be ministering to us the word of God. Hallelujah. Just close your eyes. Begin to bless the name of the Lord. If you can pray in the language of the Spirit in the next two minutes, just lift up your prayer. The Bible says, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself. It is still all right to pray in the language of the Spirit. Somebody rev up the engine of your spirit this morning. Rebaka tono mo sandi brifato seka. Lebre lebre nele feso meka pakata na mahata kapara. Lebre galabranda la bagati mahasote Pray that the heavens over your head will be opened this morning. Ribraso ne vrende le bahakata. 
that there will be free connection between you and the heavens this morning that whatever god has in store for you this morning will be deposited unhindered in the name of jesus christ of nazareth the son of the living god Thirty seconds more. Ramesko pande hatesila ha. Brede lebre nele marama sunama gadaka pakataya. Lebre lara baharaba. In the name of Jesus. Can you lift up your right hand? Say in the name of Jesus. Say this morning, I declare that my heart is open. I declare that my spirit is open. Say, I declare that my mind is ready to receive from the Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. Can you put your hands together for the Lord even as you take your seats? Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Indeed, it is a blessed Sunday morning. How many of you are excited to be in church on Sunday morning? There's no better place to be on a evening than to be in the presence of God. Hallelujah. And I want to take this opportunity to thank the leadership of the church for the good work that they are doing. The pastors, Pastor Solo, Pastor Aaron, Prophet Livingston, the, the boss himself, Pastor Mike. Let's put our hands together for the pastorate, for the good work that they are doing and their wives as well hallelujah but more importantly i want us to appreciate the the vision bearers our parents reverend reverend mrs eastwood anaba oh is that all you can do this way your club doesn't scare the devil hallelujah all right, let, let, let me teach you the right way to clap. Imagine that the head of the devil is in between your hands. And as you put them together, you are smashing the head of the devil. So put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This morning, I deem it an honor to be given the privilege to stand behind this hallowed pulpit. Um on friday i shared with you the fact that i've been following reverend Stewart's ministry for about three decades now and um, if there is any man of god who has influenced me the most in my life and in my ministry without a doubt he'll be number one on the list and i want to thank him for giving me this opportunity to preach behind his pulpit this morning, I'm trusting God that within a few minutes, he's going to speak to you. Hallelujah. And I want you to open your heart and receive what God has in store for you. Amen. Oh, your amen is very weak. Oh. Let, let, me, let me show you the, the, the power of saying amen. You see, in the Bible, we are told that an angel visited Mary. And he came with a word. We are told that the word became flesh. And dwelt amongst men that word didn't become flesh in heaven it became flesh in the womb of a woman but she had to accept that word first hallelujah that word the angel brought was from isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 where the bible says a virgin shall conceive and shall give birth to a son that was the word that 
God gave to the angel to bring to Mary. And initially when the word was given to her, she was doubting that I don't know any man. How can this be possible? And she was told that with man it's impossible, or with God, all things are possible. That was when she was convinced and she decided to receive the word. And how did she receive the word? She said, let it be unto me according to your word. Let it be is amen. So basically what Mary said for her to become pregnant, for the destiny of the entire globe to be changed, was that she said amen to a word that a messenger of God brought to her. Anytime the man of God stands behind this pulpit, Anytime any of the pastors stand behind this pulpit and they make a declaration, if you say amen, the word shall become flesh. And this morning, as I stand on the altar of my father, I declare that the year 2023 will be your best year yet. That what defeated you in the year 2022, you will overcome it in the year 2023. That you will handle more money in this year 2023 than you have ever handled in the name of Jesus. You have encounters with God that will blow your mind. That your life shall be a life of miracles. Your life shall be a life of signs. Your life shall be a life of wonders. Testimonies will follow you day and night. If you believe that it's your portion, shout amen. You may be seated. This morning I want to preach to you a very simple brief word. Can I have the book of Exodus, the chapter number 23? And the verse number 30, preferably in the NIV, Exodus 23, verse 30. Exodus 23, verse 30. It says, little by little, I will drive them out before you until you have increased enough to take possession of the land. I'll take it again. It says, little by little, I will drive them out before you until you have increased enough to take possession of the land hallelujah when i read the scripture i was a bit surprised because this was god speaking this was the elohim himself speaking this was the king of kings the lord of lords speaking and as far as i'm concerned he's also the omnipotent god he is the omnipresent god and he's the omniscient god he is all powerful so i expected that anything god would do it would be instant it will be an event. It will be straightforward. Just as he did when he opened the Red Sea. In an instant, he sent a wind and the Red Sea had to advise itself in two different directions. But this is the same God talking and now he's saying, little by little, I will drive them out before you. The crux of my message to you this morning is that our God is a multifaceted God. There are different aspects of God and you need to understand the various aspects of God. There are many believers who are frustrated with their Christian life and are even angry with God. And the reason is that the problem is not God, but they don't understand the ways and the workings of God. All I'm trying to tell you is that it's not every time that God does things instantaneously. There are times that he does it little by little. And today, the title of my sermon is Little by Little. Hallelujah. Oh, little by little, your dreams shall come to pass. Little by little, the things that you are hoping to achieve in life, you will achieve them. Hallelujah. There is a very important word when it comes to walking with God and walking according to his purposes. 
and that word is the word process somebody say process a lot of times we don't like process we want events we want it to happen at once we want it to be an explosion but god believes in process hallelujah as much as he can move explosively as much as he can move what we call one touch god also moves in process hallelujah and our walk with god and our realization of our destinies and the purpose for which god brought us to this world will mean we'll need to submit ourselves to the processes of god give me um, isaiah chapter 49 verse 1 isaiah chapter 49 verse 1 isaiah chapter 49 verse 1 king james version will do all right it says listen to me it says listen O owls unto me and hearken ye people from far the lord had called me from the womb from the bowels of my mother had he made mention of my name god has called everybody god has an assignment for everybody verse 2 and he had made my mouth like a sharp sword in the shadow of his hand had he hid me and made me a polished shaft everybody say a polished shaft a polished shaft is an old way of calling an arrow every child of god is like an arrow that is destined to hit a particular target and you would expect that after god has made you an arrow the immediate thing he will do will be to string you in the bow and shoot you but i want you to understand that even the process of making the arrow is a process hallelujah an arrow doesn't start off as an arrow an arrow will start off either as a piece of wood or a piece of metal there's some cutting that needs to be done there is some polishing that needs to be done the cutting process can sometimes be very painful you are an arrow god is intending to send you to a certain target god is intending to do a particular thing with your life but there are some things god needs to cut out of you first there are some smooth some some rough edges god needs to smoothen out first before you are ready to be called an arrow hallelujah some of them are weaknesses some of them are, are infirmities some of them are things that if god does not smoothen out the arrow will not reach its destination hallelujah the arrow cannot have that aerodynamic shape that will enable it to cut through the air and overcome the 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 the, the, the forces of drag the forces of lift and the forces of gravity if the arrow is not shaped properly it will fall before its time without having to hit its target but i pray that that will not be your story in the name of jesus so you will think that after making the arrow he will immediately string the arrow and fire it but he goes on to say in his quiver has he hit me that means after polishing you after cutting you it doesn't necessarily mean you are ready he will put you in the quiver the quiver is that cylindrical thing at the back of the archer where the arrows are kept until the archer is ready to reach out and take the arrow in the quiver you learn patience because while you are in the quiver other people you are with in the quiver will be taken and they'll be shot to their target in the quiver you learn humility humility is a prerequisite for every elevation they say pride comes before a fall and humility comes before an elevation ladies and gentlemen before god will promote you in life you must either submit yourself to learn the lessons of humility or you must be prepared for god to take you through that lesson hallelujah even jesus 
He couldn't circumvent that rule. When he came to earth, this is God on earth. Before he started his ministry, he had to pass a test of humility. And what was that test? He had to submit himself for John the Baptist, a mere mortal, to baptize him. It sounds simple, but that was a very big test. The Bible says, through him, all things were made. And John the Baptist was born six months before Jesus. That means Jesus was still in heaven when John the Baptist was born or created. That means Jesus was the one who created John the Baptist. He decided John the Baptist's height. He decided John the Baptist's hair color. He decided what John the Baptist would look like. And this is Jesus Christ now on earth. And John the Baptist is the big name around. And he had to submit himself for this creation of his to baptize him. But look at what happened. The moment he submitted himself and John the Baptist baptized him, the heavens opened. And that was when the, the spirit of God descended in bodily form like a dove. And the voice came that this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. He received the anointing for his ministry. And when he had healed the sick, raised the dead, done all the powerful things, there was a certain next level he had to go to. And this next level was that even in his absence, his name would be used to do the things that he was doing. That was another level. And to do that, he had to pass another test in humility. And what was that test? The Bible said he humbled himself unto death, even the death on the cross, so much so that God has highly elevated him and given him a name that is above every other name, that at the mention of the name Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Humility is a prerequisite for every elevation. In the quiver, you will learn humility. Hallelujah. The difference between the gold ore if I should show you a picture of gold ore right now, or I should package gold ore to give to you on your birthday, you may even stop with it. It doesn't look pleasant. It doesn't look like something you want to have. But after it has gone through the process, after it has gone through the fire, it comes out as shining gold bars that people are ready to kill for. Somebody submit yourself to the fire of God. Submit yourself to the process of God. Let God take you through the process. Don't be in a hurry to jump the queue. Wait for your time and wait for your turn. Sometimes it is your time, but it's not yet your turn. Be patient enough to stay in the queue. Even Jesus stayed in the queue for his baptism. While all others were just waiting to be put in the water, the Bible said he was praying. While you are waiting for your manifestation, engage the altar of God. Pray that thing into being. Hallelujah. The difference between a Rolls Royce and a Dewu, even though they are both cars, and most likely they all have four wheels, is process. Hallelujah. I'm told that in a fully automated factory, a Dewu car can take just about 13 hours to produce. But to produce Royce, it takes three months. So when you pack the two of them side by side, the difference is clear. I pray that your life will be a Rolls Royce life. Your finances will be a Rolls Royce finance. Your ministry will be a Rolls Royce finance. If you believe that is your portion, shout amen. It is called process. 
Unfortunately, many people are not patient with God. Many people are not patient with God for him to work in them little by little. If you read the Bible, there are several characters that God took through the process. And that was the secret of their success. David was one of them. The main difference between David and Saul was that Saul didn't go through any process. The people of Israel put pressure on God and he picked Saul and made him a king. No process. And that was why he messed up. But David had to go through a process. From the day he was anointed as the king of Israel, he didn't sit on the throne. He went back to the backside of the desert to go and take care of sheep. And there God taught him many things. Taught him how to protect people. He said, lion came, took one of the lambs. He said, I followed it, I smote it. He said, a bear came and I did the same. That was when, why when he met Goliath, he said, the same God who delivered me from the hand of the lion, that same God who delivered me from the hand of the bear, will deliver me from this uncircumcised Philistine. He went through process. In fact, he needed to be anointed three times before he finally sat on the throne. The first one, he went back to head sheep. The second one, he only became king over Judah. And it was the third anointing that made him the king over the entire nation of Israel. Somebody, you have been given a prophecy. It may not be for tomorrow. Tarry, wait, be patient. Continue working until that prophecy comes to pass. Because little by little, God will inch you closer to the realization of that prophecy. Hallelujah. Even Jesus himself had to go through process. The king of kings, the lord of lords, the wonderful counselor, the mighty God himself, he had to go through process. When Adam and Eve messed up, there was a need for somebody to come to correct the mistake that they had made. It took 4,000 years before Jesus Christ came. You see, that is why it is not every delay that is from the devil. There are some things we call delay, but it's divine timing. Mary's cousin Elizabeth was described as barren. But it wasn't barrenness. It was divine timing. Why? Because God knew that whatever she was going to carry had to be born just a few months before Jesus Christ. It was divine timing. There's something you have been waiting for. You think it has delayed. You are binding, you are losing, but I pray that God will give you the grace of the people of Issachar, that you will understand the times and the seasons, because what you may be binding is your process. You are binding your process. They said she was barren, but it was divine timing, because I believe if John the Baptist had been born way earlier than he was born, the way that guy could talk he would have been killed before having the chance to even introduce Jesus Christ. So God said, this guy, just six months, six months ahead of Jesus. It was divine timing. God doesn't work with our time. Those of us watch, wearing watches here, if I ask you for the time, I'm sure everybody will give a different time. In the same way, I want to submit to you that God is also wearing a watch. And the time on his watch is different from yours. Yours may be a China-made watch, but he's wearing the Rolex. That is why they say God's time is the best time of, of them all. Hallelujah. 
He's the only one who can be four days late to the tomb, but yet on time. Don't worry about the delays in your life. It is part of God's process. God is working some mathematics and some algorithms that your mind cannot fathom. Just submit yourself to his process and let him work his working. Hallelujah. There are certain things, if it is not yet God's time, you can do whatever you know. Nothing will happen. God had given Abraham a promise, yet the child wasn't coming. And I want to show you from the Bible that Abraham actually had the anointing to pray for barren women to give birth. There was somebody who tried to take his wife. And God cursed the man's household by making the woman in the house barren. They called Abraham. He came and prayed for them and their wombs opened. His own wife's womb was closed and he could do nothing about it. Why? Because God's time hadn't come. But when God's time comes, there is no devil that can stop it. There is no witch that can stop it. No principality, no power that can stop it. If you believe that is your portion, shout amen. Nothing can stop it. They can pull all the arsenals they have against you. But when God's time comes, nothing can stop it. Stop worrying yourself. Continue to submit yourself to God. You have given your own timelines, but did you consult God before giving those timelines? Are you the one going to work the miracle? Are you the one going to let it happen? Allow the one who is going to work the miracle to work his miracle in peace. Don't cast God out of frustration that I'm even getting tired of this God. You say this and you do that. You say this and you say, just take your time. Little by little, God is working his work and it shall come to pass. Hallelujah. Jesus went through process. He had to stay in a woman's womb for nine months because we are not told he was born premature. God could have said, souls are perishing. We need to save the world. So for you, instead of nine months, let me make it two months for you. So Mary gets pregnant and by the Holy Ghost again, in two months, her belly is big and she's ready to push out. But he stayed there. Nine months. When he was born, he wasn't given accelerated growth. That today you are one year old. Souls are perishing. There are blind people to be healed. So the next time we see you, you are a 13 year old. The next time we see you, you are 24 years old. The next time we see you, you are 30 years old. And you are ready to take on the world. No. The Bible said he grew in stature and in favor with God and favor with man. I pray that somebody will follow the steps of Jesus and allow yourself to grow in favor with man and grow in favor with God. By 12 years, I believe Jesus Christ knew enough scripture to preach. But he didn't preach until 18 years later. Because it wasn't just about knowing the word. At 12 years, could he have handled the criticisms that came with his ministry? He would have folded up before his time. There was a process he needed to go through. And that was why he was ready to wait for 18 years. I pray that God will give you the grace to understand that little by little, he's working something in your life. When you pray to God and you ask him for something, you may not see it working. But certain things are happening behind the scenes. Somebody wrote a song. He said, God is working. He is up to something. He said, I, you may not see it, but still I am trusting. It is just like how you grow tall. 
It's little by little. You don't wake up today and tomorrow morning you realize that you have grown an inch taller. No. You grew overnight as you slept. Even if your height didn't increase, the length of your hair increased. The length of your fingernails increased. That is how God works, little by little. It is only after a week that you realize, hey, my fingernails have become so long that I need to cut them. I pray that God will give you an understanding of his workings and his ways in your life. God is interested in every little detail of your life. He said the hair on our head is numbered. It's different from him saying, I know the number of hair strands on your head. If he says the hair on our head is numbered, that means he knows which one is number two. He knows which one is number 15. He knows which one is number 45. So that if you go and use some bad cream and number 55 cuts by a quarter of its length, God knows that you have spoiled his creation. Hallelujah. Somebody shout little by little. Say little by little. Joseph went through process. He had a dream. But the dream didn't manifest the next day. There was something God needed to take him through. I believe as a young man, Joseph had a bit of a, a haughty spirit. That's why his brothers didn't like him. He was a bit proud. He had a coat of many colors. Is that small brother that will go and report the big brothers when they are trying to do some fast moves and all of that. He had the spirit that God needed to deal with. There was a certain humbling process God needed to take him to because God knew the height he was taking him to. So he went through what I call the four P's. He went through the pit. He went to Potiphar's house. He went to the prison before finally he ended up in the palace. I pray that somebody will embrace the process that God has for you. But you see, the thing is that wherever you go, once the hand of God is upon you, that hand will speak. It was that hand that picked him out of the pit. It was that favor that God placed upon him that caused him to be made the head of Potiphar's household. It was that same favor that followed him into the prison such that he was made the head of the prisoners. And that favor finally came full circle when he was literally made the prime minister of the strongest world power at the time. I'm talking about Egypt. When you go through the process, that favor will keep you. That favor will keep you. You will go through the valleys, you will go through the doldrums, but that favor will still keep you. When you are going through the process, the devil will present you with shortcuts. Joseph was presented with a shortcut. And that shortcut was in the form of Potiphar's wife. Can you imagine the comfort Joseph would have enjoyed in the house of Potiphar if he had agreed to the proposal of Mrs. Potiphar? But you see, sometimes when the devil presents us with shortcuts, we are short-sighted. We can't see far enough. We take his bait and we forego the bigger blessing that God has for us. Young lady, that married man that is giving you pressure, that say yes to me and I'll make your life comfortable, put that proposal somewhere because what God is going to do with your life, one day you'll be rich enough to give him a loan. Shortcuts. Even Jesus 
Satan presented him with a shortcut. When he came to tempt him on the mountain. Jesus' purpose for coming to the earth was to save the world. He said, this world that you came to save, it has been given to me. And it's true. Adam and Eve literally handed it over to him. He said, I will give it to you to do whatever you want to do with it. You can save the people. You can do whatever. I'll just lift my hands off the world. And you can have it and do whatever you want to do with it. Just bow down your knees and worship me. It's 30 seconds. Let your knees touch the ground. And I will cut short your purpose minus the cross. Minus the pain. Minus the bloodshed. Minus the being stripped naked. Minus people spitting in your face. Just compromise. And I thank God that Jesus Christ is too strong in time. I wonder what the earth would have been if you had taken that bait. I pray for somebody under the sound of my voice. That whenever the devil presents you with a, with a shortcut, the Lord will open your eyes to the future. God will open your eyes to the plans that he has for you. He says the plans that I have for you are plans of good and not evil. He says I has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered the heart of man what God has in store for his children. And so Joseph refused Potiphar and it ended him in the prison. And the favor spoke again. And there in the prison, they made him the head. And two of his fellow prisoners had dreams. They came to see Joseph. He says, tell me your dreams. It was dreaming that brought him all his troubles. Somebody would have said, I don't want to have anything to do with this dream thing again. It landed me in the pit. It landed me in Potiphar's house. Look at where this thing has landed me. Sometimes in the process, you have setbacks. In your calling, in your ministry, you will start something and it will not work the way you want it to work. You will start a business and it will not work the way you want it to work. But I pray that you have the tenacity of Joseph. That you will not throw away your gift in the face of setbacks. You continue to operate in it. If you believe God has called you as a prophet, you call somebody. You say, your name is Ajua. He says, no. My name is Abena. It doesn't mean you should stop prophesying. Hallelujah. Continue to prophesy. You lay hands on one sick person. The person doesn't recover. Continue to lay hands. One of these days. Somebody say one of these days. The endless expectation of the creature awaits the manifestation of the sons of God. It says, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. Isaiah said, as for me and the sons that God has given unto me, we are for signs and wonders. You can't be a child of this house and not be for signs and wonders. You may have prayed before and nothing happened, but keep praying. Hallelujah. A man of God I know, he went to a crusade. He had never prayed for the, sick to, for the, the cripple to walk before. When he finished preaching at the crusade, he said, bring me all the cripples. And they brought six people in wheelchairs. And they lined them up before him. He went to the first one. In the name of Jesus, I bind the spirit of paralysis. Rise up and walk. And the person was even more paralyzed than before he prayed the prayer. Left the first one, went to the second one, prayed. The person didn't get up. 
Third one, prayed. Nothing happened. Fourth one, prayed. Nothing happened. If it were you and probably me, would have said, this thing is not my ministry. He went to the fifth one, prayed. Nothing happened. Went to the sixth one, prayed. And as he was praying, the guy started vibrating in the chair. The power of God hit him and he jumped out of the wheelchair. Started running around the place. And when the other five saw the miracle, their faith was, uh, rose up and they started walking. In one day, somebody who had never prayed for the sick, somebody who had never raised a cripple, six crippled, cripples walked. I pray for somebody today that the spirit of tenacity shall come upon you. When you fall, you shall rise again. The Bible says seven times a righteous man shall fall and seven times he shall rise again. It said, rejoice not against me, O my enemy, for when I fall, I shall rise again. And when I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Don't give up. Try it again. It will work. The business failed, but try it again. It will work. So Joseph said, in spite of the failure, in spite of the setback, I will continue to walk in my gift. He interpreted their dreams. The one who went back to the palace, he gave him a message. That when you go back, go and tell Pharaoh that are they here? He should do something about my status. The guy went and he forgot. But let's analyze the situation well. Do you really think that guy could have convinced Pharaoh to release Joseph? On what account? That he interpreted your dream? Who are you? Until God himself created a situation. And what was that situation? Pharaoh himself had a dream. I'm telling somebody today under the unction of the Holy Ghost that one of these days, God is going to create a situation. God is going to create a situation where your gift will be brought before kings. God is going to create a situation where noble men will need that gift and that ability that he has placed in you. Somebody say little by little. When he heard the message that Pharaoh is looking for you, that was the turning point. He knew something was about to happen. And the Bible said, Joseph shaved himself. It may look like an ordinary statement. But let me expose it a little for you. It's a very deep thing he did. Jews like a lot of hair. So a lot of times when you see Jewish men, they are keeping beards. That is why a lot of the representations of the Jewish prophets are people with beards. They like a lot of hair. They like it. Even Jesus, the representation of Jesus, beards. The Egyptians, on the other hand, especially those in high places, let's appreciate the presence of our Father. The Egyptians, on the other hand, especially those in high places, they are usually bald, clean-shaved. Look for pictures of their old pharaohs. They didn't have hair. So when the Bible says, and Joseph shaved his hair, he could sense in the spirit that a Kairos moment was about to unravel. And he needed to prepare himself for where God was taking him. Where God was taking him, it wasn't his Jewish side that was needed. He needed to look like an Egyptian. And for that matter, an Egyptian noble. 
Somebody, I'm telling you that as part of the process, you need to prepare yourself for where God is taking you. You can't say you want to work in a bank as a bank manager and you don't know how to knot a tie. Prepare yourself for where God is taking you. I'm sure Pharaoh probably didn't even have the idea to give Joseph that very high position. But when he saw him, he was clean shaven. He was like, this guy looks like one of us. He looks like one of our nobles. Let me entrust him with the entire kingdom and make him the second most powerful person. I pray that God will give you a revelation of where you are going. God will give you a revelation of where you are going to stand and you will start preparing yourself as part of the process. And when Joseph stood in front of the king after his gift had spoken and he had interpreted the dream, Pharaoh pronounced his reward for him and look at what happened. The Bible said he put a linen rope on him. His process started with losing the coat of many colors. Somebody, as part of your process, you may lose something. But if you are patient enough to go through the process that God has for you, at the end of the day, he will replace it with something better. The coat of many colors put him as head of his brothers. But this one put him on top of an entire nation. And added to that, he was given a gold chain and a signet ring. Our God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly and far above what we can ask or think. Submit yourself to the process of God. Whatever you have lost in the process, you will recover it in the name of Jesus. Whatever has gone out of your life as part of your process, you will recover it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You will not only have it back, but you have a better version. A better version. I was talking to one lady. She was lamenting about a broken relationship. She felt the gentleman was her world. And he broke her heart and left her. She said, I can't live without him. So I asked her, how old are you? He said, I'm 21 years. For how long was this gentleman in your life? He said, one year. He said, you can't live without him. So the first 20 years, what were you doing? You were being there or you were existing. I asked, what is his name? He said, his name is Kwabna, but his friends call him Kakape. And I said, I thought you would say his name is Oxygen. He said, what? Oxygen is the only thing we cannot live with. Sister, come out of that situation. God is preparing a better man. Somebody called Kakape, the likelihood is that he's not even a believer. When you go for kakape, he will bite you and it will pain you. And that is what is happening. It doesn't matter what you have lost. Go through the process. A better one is coming. Maybe this guy, he was just handsome. But the one God will give you is not just handsome. He will be anointed. He will be caring. He will be loving. And on top of it, he will be loaded with cash. If you believe that is your portion, shout it out. Something bigger and better is coming. It's coming. As I close my service, my last scripture, Isaiah chapter 60, verse 22. Isaiah 60, 22. Give me King James. 
A little one shall become a thousand. And a small one, a strong nation. I, the Lord, will hasten it in his time. This is the word of the Lord to somebody. It may be little now, but little by little it will grow. I went to the EAM World Headquarters and I was surprised. The last time I was there, we were still in the ground. And now, brick by brick, block by block, cement after cement, iron rod after iron rod, we are on level 5 and very soon we are scaling to level 7. I pray for you that whatever project you are undertaking, that grace upon this house shall locate you. That the grace to start and the grace to finish will be made available unto you. He is he who began a good work and he will be faithful to complete it. It is not in the nature of our God to start something and not complete it. I prophesy under the grace that is available in this house that that thing you have started, you will complete it. Little by little, it will get better. That weakness that is in your life, as you come to the, to the house of God, every hand that is laid upon you every prophetic word that is released upon your life every word that is spoken into your life little by little it is accumulating and before you realize that that weakness is gone the bible says stand fast therefore in the liberty wherein christ jesus has made you free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage the prophet isaiah said every captive of the mighty shall be taken away and the prayer of the terrible shall be delivered for i shall contend with them that contend with you say the Lord and I will save your children that thing that is happening in your life little by little it will go away that sickness that is plaguing you little by little it shall be taken away that anointing you are believing God to walk in little by little the anointing is building up sooner than later you will see the manifestation you will see the hand of God you will see the power of God if you believe that is your portion shout amen little by little and as I close like Abraham your descendants will be blessed your children will be blessed your children will worship the God of their father and their mother your children and your descendants will have great names like Isaac you will plant in the land of farming and you will reap a hundredfold this year is supposed to be a land of farming. It's supposed to be a year of farming. But I stand upon the grace that is available in this house. And I prophesy to you that you have abundance. You have more abundance than you have ever had in your life. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Like Gideon. With little resources. And a mighty God behind you. You will take territories. You, you, you will defy the odds. You will defy the predictions. Like David, even though you are the underdog, you are slaying Goliaths and you are slaying giants. If you believe that is your portion, shout amen. Like Hannah, God will hear your prayers. Like Elijah, you will speak to heaven and heaven will respond. And like Elijah, a certain grace for divine acceleration is coming upon you. Wherever you are behind in life, receive that power to accelerate. Receive that grace to go faster. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Like Paul, a great and effectual door will be opened to you. And no man can shut it. And like Paul, you will say the words that I have fought the good fight. I have finished my cause. I have kept the faith. And there a crown of glory has been reserved for me. And like Jesus, you will please the Father. 
you will seek you will find and you will fulfill your god-given purpose i pray that you understand the fact that our god works in our lives little by little in jesus name Somebody begin to bless the name of the Lord. Just bless the name of the Lord. Just thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Me Hallelujah. Me While we sing this song, prepare your first offering. Prepare your first offering. sing this song just look for a basket just place your offering in it
We are going to take our second offering, which I'm told will go into projects. But just give me Philippians chapter 1, verse 7, King James Version. Philippians 1, 7. I want to show you something. When I saw the scripture, I was surprised. Because I always thought when we talk about grace, it's only the grace of God. But listen to what Paul is saying to the Philippian church. He said, even as it is meet for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, in as much as both in my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, ye all are partakers of my grace. I was surprised when I saw I thought it was only the grace of God. That means God can place a grace upon a man and by connecting to the assignment and connecting to what God is doing with the person's life, you become a partaker of that grace. Hallelujah. This morning, I want to give you the chance to be a partaker of the grace upon our father and our mother. I mean, when I look at the projects they are carrying out, I'm like, wow, this has to be God. There is a certain grace. And you know, today, our church back in Accra, the Overflow Worship Center, they met as a congregation and streamed this service live. So it was a joint, a virtual joint service between Desert Pastures and the Overflow Worship Center. Hallelujah. And the offerings that will be taken and the seats that will be taken from that service, everything will be shipped here to Bulga because we are connecting in order to be partakers of the grace. Just take that offering right now. Just take that offering right now. Let's take that offering right now. Take that offering right now. Lift it up even as I pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, according to your word, by the seed, we connect with the grace that you have placed upon your manservant and your maidservant. Let the seed speak for us. Not only for us, but our descendants and the generations after us. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. Wherever these monies are coming from, let there be a hundredfold increase. Let there be a thousandfold increase. Let there be a ten thousandfold increase. In Jesus' name, amen. Wherever you are, just take the offering, look for a basket. Just place it in it.
trust you have been blessed by this message. For more information, reach us on 024-873-7250 or on our Facebook page, The Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed. Overflow! Someone overflow!